Hey, welcome to the next episode of Mixed Martial Awesome. Today we're previewing UFC Phoenix. <clears throat> it's going to be a short episode. Uh, there's Invictas going on this weekend as well. Uh, featherweight titles on the line. They're saying it's the interim title uh, because uh, Chris Cyborg is now suspended and has also, her last two fights have been in the UFC. Uh, I don't think there's a need for it to be an interim title because the last time she would have defended it was a very long time ago in Invicta. And with the suspension, she's certainly not going to be defending it again. And should she come back, you'd have to imagine that she'd be going back to the UFC's featherweight division. So why they're calling it an interim title <clears throat> and not... Uh, the just the actual title i'm not entirely sure bellator is also doing not this weekend but uh coming up soon they're also doing their featherweight uh championship for for the women as well it's interesting because they're putting marlos kunin in there who's on uh, a two-fight losing streak granted holly holmes fighting for featherweight title in the ufc and she's on a two-fight losing streak but <clears throat> Uh, Coonan's uh, going to be going against Julia Budd, and Julia Budd, I think, has kind of flown under the radar. Um, you know, she's fighting in these other organizations where maybe the competition isn't as high or whatever, but she's on like a nine-fight win streak, and her only two losses are to Ronda Rousey and Amanda Nunez. So I have to imagine that she's actually probably really good, and it's definitely going to be an interesting fight between her and and Kunin, uh, for sure, especially considering two-fight losing streak, nine-fight win streak. Uh, but like I said, that's that'll be later. But definitely check out Invicta uh, this weekend uh, on Saturday. That'll be <clears throat> uh, a good show. And then on Sunday is UFC Phoenix. Uh, UFC has finally made official Khabib... Nurmagomedov against Tony Ferguson, supposed to have met last April, um, and then Ferguson got hurt, and then Khabib was out on holiday, and <clears throat> whatever, they couldn't, <clears throat> they weren't able to get it done, but now they're finally getting it done. Which is, I mean, I kind of figured they were going to have to put the two of them together, considering... Uh, they both took fights against, uh, you know, UFC debuters because they had each dropped out of each other's main events. <clears throat> um, and, uh, and then went on, Khabib went and fought Michael Johnson. Ferguson went on and fought Rafael Dos Anjos and they both looked good, but so now the two of them s still have to fight each other, even though both of them have significantly had earned a number one contendership uh, spot. They're making the fight for the interim title, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's kind of nice that at least the winner of this will get a belt. I mean, the winner of this certainly deserves something, right? Uh, it's good that it'll be a five-round fight, even if it's, um, I believe it's going to be a co-main event. Um, so at least we get five rounds of it. 
which is good. Uh, both probably get more money because of that. And it's just the UFC has so many interim titles now that it's it's not that they're fighting for an interim title. Really what they're fighting for is contendership. What they're fighting for is a guaranteed shot at the title next or something. So it's almost it should it should be a, a contendership belt. It should be a silver trophy. I don't know. It should be something else, but it's not an interim title. There's no reason for it to be an interim title because the champion, Conor McGregor, just won the belt in December. And <clears throat> UFC says he's not coming back until Memorial Day, you know, after he has the baby and everything else. He's hinted at coming back sooner. Maybe they know something else. Like maybe this Mayweather thing is actually going to happen. So he's actually not going to be fighting in the UFC next. I have no idea. But it's... There's no reason for it to be for an interim championship. I mean, it's kind of... A, it's like a nice gesture, but... It's kind of pointless. Same thing when when uh, Aldo and Edgar fought for an interim title. Same thing when Holloway and Pettis fought for an interim title. Uh, it's weird. It's getting really, really bizarre. I mean, if they really want to just have two belts in each division, then just have two belts. One gold, one silver. I don't know. Do something. Because it's... it's I don't get it. It's and and pretty much all of them are because of Conor McGregor. So it's almost like Conor McGregor should just have his own belt. You know what I mean? So so Aldo is still, you know, he could be featherweight champion or something, and these guys could be fighting for the lightweight champion, and then Conor's got his own Conor McGregor belt, the money belt, whatever you want to call it. I have no idea, but that's basically how they're treating it. I mean, they're really treating it like he's in his own weight class of himself, his own money class, super fight class, whatever it is. Speaking of super fights and stuff, people still go really hard into debating weight cuts. That... uh they shouldn't exist it's too dangerous it's unhealthy it's people shouldn't drain and then they they come up with all these super complicated ways of doing this joe rogan does this all the time saying well why don't we we weigh them in throughout camp and we'll monitor their hydration levels and we'll see what they are naturally and we'll see what they are when they're in shape and then they can't go over a certain limit and there's all these parameters and he, he goes into all these things and we're going to start testing for this and the answer is just to not do it, to not even factor weight into the equation. That's the answer. You don't need to, you know, oh, well, let's see how tall you are and what what the average person should weigh. And, and, and you know, we'll just take the weights of everybody in the division and then, and then find the average. And like, you don't need to do any of that stuff. You don't need to weigh the person when you do the randomized drug testing. You don't need to weigh them outside of camp, in camp, a week before the fight, the day of the fight. You don't need to do same-day weigh-ins. You don't need to do any of that stuff. Simply just take weight out of 
the equation completely. It's not even relevant. You don't even ask what somebody weighs. Because then what you get is anybody can fight anybody. And now you might already be going super ridiculous and thinking, oh no, they're going to put Mighty Mouse in there with Kane Velasquez. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. You want to know why you can't do that? Because neither one of those guys are going to take that fight. That's why. The commission wouldn't wouldn't sanction it. And they, you know, they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't have to even, it wouldn't even be brought up because the two of them just wouldn't fight. Like you, you, Demetrius Johnson isn't going to be looking for a fight with Cain Velasquez and Cain Velasquez isn't going to be looking for a fight with, with Mighty Mouse, but it would open the door to some, some other fights where there is a pretty big difference in size and weight, but if you don't have to worry about weight classes, you also have so many opponent possibilities that you're not going to go so far outside of the realm of realisticness that you're going to go fight somebody that, that has 50 pounds on you. So if there was no weight classes, you could get Conor McGregor could yeah, he might fight somebody as heavy as a middleweight because he's crazy. But there's probably 300 other opponents now that he can go through that all want a piece of him too. And he doesn't ever have to take those fights. If 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 Brock Lesnar came out and called called out uh you know, Cody Garbrandt Cody Garbrandt doesn't have to take that fight. The UFC doesn't have to book it. The commission doesn't have to sanction it. And they can just cry to one another on Twitter. So my point is that <clears throat> the fear that you would get these crazy freak show fights that that are super dangerous, it's a false fear because they're not, they're not going to happen. They're just, they don't, because they don't have to. Um... But what you would get is you would get fighters that don't have to cut. They don't cut weight unless for some reason they really wanted to. Um, yeah, and, and there would be no reason to even factor weight into the equation at all. But that would be the answer. And and the reasons why people think that that's a bad idea, like I said, they're, they're false fears. There's nothing to be worried about. You're not going to get those crazy freak show fights. Because there's no reason for it. The only the only time that those crazy freak show fights would happen is if you only had like 20 fighters on your roster. But when you have 500 people on your roster, there somebody with a 50 or 70 pound difference in weight. There's so many other people between them. It's it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But you would you wouldn't have to worry about this. Well, is somebody gonna change divisions? Is somebody gonna do this? You would just get John Jones fighting. A bunch of heavy guys, and nobody would be cutting weight, and that would be it. And you might get somebody like a Michael Bisbing, or you know, somebody who's even even smaller wanting to fight someone like a John Jones or something just to see it happen. But that's not a super horrible uh, mismatch or anything like that it's totally fine but you're not the 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 fear that you're gonna get a flyweight you know and a and a middleweight or a light heavyweight or a heavyweight 
paired up, it would never happen. There's nothing to nothing to even be worried about. So anyway, enough about that. Off that tangent, they also announced uh, Woodley and Wonder Boy two, their rematch. And I don't know what it is about Woodley, but for some reason, like there's just like a huge divide in in people's reactions to anything that happens with him. There's people before he got the title shot, there was people like me that were like, dude, this guy doesn't deserve a title shot. And then there's other people acting like he's Damian Maya riding a 10 fight win streak or something and should absolutely get the title it's without a doubt. Of course he should. And I couldn't understand it, but it was a super big divide. <clears throat> and, um, so so then he goes on, he beats beats Robbie Lawler, good win, goes on, fights Wonder Boy, and again there was like a divide. People thought he was gonna get crushed by Wonder Boy, and there's people thought that he was gonna crush Wonder Boy. And they fight to a draw. It's no big deal, it's totally awesome. It's totally good. Everything's good. And then it becomes this whole thing where Woodley doesn't want to do the rematch. He doesn't think there needs to be a rematch. He he should be going on. He shouldn't even doesn't even need to fight Damian Maya or anyone else. He wants to fight George St. Pierre. He wants to fight Conor McGregor. He wants to fight Michael Bisping. What? Like where did all that come from? You 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 won the belt and then you fought to a draw. Like you're not a superstar and you have a full division to get through. Like I don't know where any of that stuff came from. So, of course, there's people that think he's crazy, and then there's people that think, well, you can't blame him, he wants the money for it, blah, blah, blah. You guys, they fought to a draw. You know what that means? That means there was no winner. You know what that means? That means that they have to rematch. Period. And there's people that are saying that they don't have to rematch. Yes, they do. They always do. Every single time that there's a draw in a championship fight, you rematch every time absolutely every time because because it's not a loss for wonder boy and they always act like it's a loss for the challenger every single time they act like it's a loss for the challenger yes i understand that the champion keeps his belt but they're going to rematch so the belt could be anywhere it doesn't really matter but they always act like it's a loss for the challenger. If anything, it's a loss for the champion. I mean, I know it's not, but because he keeps the belt, but the belt might as well be suspended. There might as well be no champion. Then they rematch to find out who the champion is. So if they fought to a draw and Wonder Boy is ranked one, and I don't care like what the rankings are, the point is that he's number one contender and he has he got a title shot, right? So he's number one in some perspective. <clears throat> so if he's number one, fights for the title, it goes to a draw, he doesn't fall back to number five, he's still number one. So he's still the number one contender. There's no debate over it. Of course they have to do a rematch. It's absolutely have to do a rematch. There's people saying that they that that they weren't interested in it. Like, oh, I don't need to see that fight again. Yeah, you do, because we didn't see who the winner was. 
It sucks for Damian Maya and other people because the division gets held up for a couple months. But you absolutely have to do that fight. The only reason why that fight wouldn't happen is, you know, if now that it gets booked and then Wonder Boy gets injured, well, then he gets injured and somebody else is going to take his place. That's the only reason why that would happen. Or if for some reason Woodley got hurt and, and Wonder Boy really wanted to keep fighting, they could find somebody else for him. But that is still, <clears throat> the rematch is going to happen. I'm glad it's happening. This whole idea that he was going to fight Conor McGregor and he was going to do all these other things is totally, totally insane and it's stupid and it's just gotcha headlines for for website clicks or some nonsense. So that's going to be done. Both of those fights, Khabib and Ferguson and Wonderboy and Woodley, is a good sign that... The sport is continuing to be a sport and not uh, just a bunch of crazy fights. Because if you just do a bunch of crazy fights, you end up with, with nothing left. The way that you end up with good crazy fights is by doing the sport and having people on win streaks and having people continually on TV fighting and winning. And you build it around your winners. This whole like jumping division, champion versus champion... Like, that stuff comes way later. That stuff comes when you're Demetrius Johnson and you've gone through your division twice and you don't know who else to fight. That happens when you're Dominic Cruz and you're undefeated for 10 years, or Henan Barrow and you're undefeated for 10 years, or Jose Aldo and you're undefeated for 10 years. Like, that's when those fights materialize. You don't do it when, when a guy wins a belt and then his next fight he wants to do some crazy super fight that's just if you want to do that then you go back to the open weight class thing that i just got done talking about speaking of rematches there's people that um they can't seem to figure out how they feel about dominic cruz dillashaw cody garbrandt triangle well like i said you know dominic he lost the fight but he beat TJ. He's beaten everybody else. He was a champion, a dominant champion for a very long time. And in those situations, you give a rematch. You always give a rematch. Or you're supposed to. Now, just because Dominic is still number one in the division and had the the dominance for so long and he deserves a rematch just because Dominic's next fight should be for the title doesn't mean that Cody's next fight needs to be against Dominic. Dominic can hang out for a couple of months. Cody could fight TJ and then Dominic could fight the winner of that. They don't need to run it right back immediately, but yeah, Dominic Cruz, Dominic Cruz, if could easily fight for the title in his next fight whether it's against cody or tj is kind of irrelevant he might fight somebody else before then if he wants to but he doesn't have to there's no reason why he would have to uh but i think that's that's what is going to happen that's what should happen we should have cody against tj first and then Dominic should fight the winner of that. And Dominic doesn't need to fight anyone else before that happens. 
seems like really easy math to me. Everyone else is going in a hundred different directions on that, and I don't know why. Cody's even talking about taking super fights. I think that was just some stuff out of context, but no, he's fighting. He's fighting TJ. He seems like he would rather fight Dominic, but I think he fights TJ. And we see what happens there, and then Dominic gets his rematch against TJ or Cody, depending on who wins. And that's 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 the simplest and best way to solve that three piece. It's it's really not complicated at all. I think uh, MMA journalism has gone crazy with a bunch of speculation and and hypothetical situations, and they run these articles and these headlines and just to get people talking about nonsense because people talking about nonsense is people talking and somehow that's good for them. But a lot of it is people talking about nonsense and not people talking about good stuff, quality stuff. All right, so let's get into this UFC Phoenix card. Not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but certainly some... Some interesting fights. Um, Jocelyn Jones Liebarger, who's six and three, is fighting Nina Ansaroff, who's six and five. Good matchup. Super similar records. Both on two fight losing streaks. Losers probably going to go to Invicta. <clears throat> um, but I think this is good. I think um, JJL is is uh, better than what she's shown in the UFC. I think she's fought <clears throat> her, her her two fights and her two losses were against a little bit better competition than than Nina's. Um, so uh, I'm kind of leaning towards her, but it's kind of a uh, a throw-up fight. I don't know. I don't know really who's going to win this one. It's it's pretty dead even. Frankie Signs is back in action. He's on a two-fight losing streak, but I think he's really good. Uh, I'm hoping he puts it together uh, and gets this one because he uh, he he's looked good in his fights. Um, you know, Uriah Faber is Uriah Faber, and Jimmy Rivera is a, a killer. So I think he just had two tough fights back to back. But I think he could be something. So hopefully he bounces back. John Moraga, who's sixteen and five, is fighting Sergio Pettis, who's fourteen and two. Moraga's on a two-fight losing streak. Pettis is on a two-fight winning streak. And Moraga really hasn't been looking too good. He fought um, Nicolau his last fight, which is a fight that he should have totally won. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's a contender against somebody who wasn't even ranked, and uh, he lost that fight. And so he's really fallen uh, far in the rankings as far as I'm concerned. And Pettis, I mean, he's only lost once at flyweight. He's only lost, he, you know, he lost at um, at a bantamweight as well. And you know, they're not great losses, but uh, he's pretty solid all around. Uh, Fourteen and two is not a bad record, uh, and so I'm kind of leaning towards him. He's on the upswing. Moraga's on the downswing. Could Moraga be bouncing back and look like a killer in this fight? Of course, he's got super good submissions. But uh, I'm going towards Pettis. I think Pettis takes this one. 
Then you have Court McGee, who's 18 and 5, against Ben Saunders, who's 27 and 2. Uh, this is an interesting one. I feel like we've already seen the best of what Court McGee has to offer. So I kind of feel like he's, he's, uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to stop fighting anytime soon, but I feel like he's not going to get any better than where he's been. And Saunders sometimes has these crazy, surprisingly good, good wins. And sometimes he has some really awful losses, but I'm thinking, um, you know, Court can land some heavy punches against Saunders, and that would be bad, but I gotta think that Saunders is gonna find a submission somehow. I just do. And he has pretty good striking, especially knees and elbows, but, uh, and he's got the length and all that. Yeah, I'm just leaning towards Saunders in this fight. Like I said, I think, I think we've seen the best of Court McGee. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but we'll see. Uh, Joe Lozon against Marcin Held. Lozon's 26 and 12. Held is 22 and 5. I don't know. I just don't see uh, Lozon losing to him. I mean, Held is, is mostly known for his submissions, specifically his leg locks. But Lozon, I think it's weird. People, like, Lozon is known for his submission game, but people still sort of... I don't think people realize how good it actually is. Like, there's people saying as good as Lozon's submission game is, they didn't think that he'd be able to defend Held's heel hooks and stuff as well as as Diego Sanchez did. Not that Diego Sanchez isn't good on the ground, but uh, I think Lozon's going to be fine in this fight. When his striking is good, it's really good. And I just don't see... Uh, I just don't see him having a problem grappling with Held at all. So I'm leaning towards Lozon for sure. Main event is BJ Penn, 16, 10, and 2 against Yair Rodriguez, who's 9 and 1. BJ Penn's on a three fight losing streak, plus a draw. Uh, his last win was in 2010. Uh, he was supposed to return last April, and then some stupid stuff happened with one of the employees of his website, then they couldn't find, they had to push it back from March to April, the stupid stuff happened with the employee, then he got, uh, USADA said he couldn't fight because he had used an IV during training camp, and then he was got booked against Lamas, and he got injured, it's been insane. Um, I think he was supposed to fight Dennis Seaver. Seaver dropped out. Then he was going to fight Cole Miller, which was an even more interesting fight. And then after that fell through, he got booked against Lamas, and I thought that was going to be a death sentence for BJ Penn. That fight got scrapped, and now he's fighting Yair Rodriguez, and I feel like that's also a death sentence for BJ Penn. I think the Lamas fight was probably would have been worse, but I don't see how BJ Penn wins this fight. I just don't, I, I can't see it. And I think, you know, Rodriguez is on a seven fight win streak. I, th I think he's, I still think he's a little bit overrated, but I can't see him 
losing this fight. He's he's bigger than BJ, and I I get it. BJ Penn used to fight heavier weight classes and all that stuff, but Rodriguez is going to be the bigger guy in there. He's long. His striking is pretty good. He gets a little bit crazy. But I don't know that, that BJ is going to be able to close the distance with with any sort of striking and and get him down to submit him. I just don't see how he wins this fight. I think BJ BJ's made he's made a lot of mistakes in his career, which is a stupid thing to say considering the incredibleness of BJ Penn. I mean, he really is an enigma in MMA and has done some absolutely incredible things. But, uh, I mean, the biggest thing was him going back up to 170, which he should have never, he should have never really fought there. I, I get that he, he did well there, uh, and all that stuff. But when he went back up and he fought, they put him up against Nick Diaz, which was a horrible, horrible, horrible matchup for him. I mean, you're talking about BJ Penn, who's a 155er, who is now fighting at 145, against Nick Diaz, who's a 170er, but has also fought at 185. I mean, that's just, that shouldn't have ever happened. And just stylistically, that wasn't going to be good. And he took a beating in that fight. He took a beating, like the kind of beating that takes a long time to recover, probably takes a couple fights away from your career. Like it's, it was one of those fights where you're taking real damage. It's that, that kind of fight is why Dana White doesn't want McGregor and Diaz to fight again, because if you look at the last two times McGregor and Diaz fought, like those fights take years off of your career and that's what he meant when he said oh connor's too special to do that fight again because you could damage the guy forever but then bj retires after the fight with nick diaz and then a year later comes back and he comes back at 170 again i don't know who the hell booked this fight or who managed him or what but he comes back at 170 against Rory McDonald when Rory McDonald was a killer the size difference was insane and Rory destroyed him and it was another fight that just you're not going to recover from that one and then BJ retired again speaking of fights where you don't recover from Rory McDonald against Robbie Lawler Rory McDonald will never be the same again. Years off of his career because of that fight. Good fight, crazy fight. Sometimes those fights happen, but that's what I'm talking about. Then BJ comes back again, this time 145 against his old rival, Frankie Edgar, who had beaten him twice. And he adopted a completely new fighting style and looked terrible, got completely mauled. And now here we are again, two years later. He wants to come back at 145, which I don't disagree with at all, especially with how MMA has changed and the kind of people now that are fighting at 155. I have no problem with BJ fighting at 145. 
But to come back against a guy like, like Yair Rodriguez, I think is a monumental mistake. I think if there's anything good that BJ Penn was going to show, you're not going to get to see it in this fight. And if this fight goes bad, he might not fight again. That would be four losses in a row over seven years. Uh, so I feel like we're going to get robbed of whatever potential BJ Penn has by moving to Greg Jackson's, by moving to 145, by doing things correctly this time. I think we're I, I think we're we're not gonna get to see it. And I think it's gonna be a little bit of a travesty. And maybe and I'm not saying this as a way of like thinking that Yair Rodriguez is the next great holy fighter in the featherweight division. I really don't think he is. I just think this is just a terrible matchup uh for BJ. And I, I think it's as terrible I mean I think we could see Ronda Rousey and Nunez all over again in this fight. I think it's just, I think it's that bad of a matchup. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be competitive. Maybe BJ will actually get the win and it'll be this crazy awesome moment. But here we are a couple days from the fight and I just don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, so we'll find out what happens on Sunday. Uh, and we'll probably do a post-fight show on Monday and preview the next one. Until then, stay awesome.